Good evening. It is April 3rd. It's about 8 o'clock. We got the sauna heating up. Um, I said that today I was going to try to take a Sabbath, and I did the best I could. Um, I'll tell you, I did do some work today, and it's just the way it is. Uh, got up, uh, you know, 9, 9.30, and uh, the Kit Kats were yelling, hollering at 5 o'clock this morning, so had to put Lily back in her bedroom, and uh, Meemaw comes in and yells, and Katie went down and gave her some food and, and quieted, <laughs> quieted her down a little bit, but... Um, that was the start of the day, and then uh, once we got up, I initially get moving, making coffee, and uh, cleaning. So we got the house clean, and uh, about 10 o'clock, I look outside onto the front porch, and lo and behold, the new solar controller has arrived, and I just bit the bullet and bought a new one. It's a little bit bigger, uh, but... I figured, man, maybe the one I bought prior, even though it's the one I was told I was bought to buy, was was just not big, not not rated high enough for as much amperage. I, I bought a 30 amp. Uh, this one is a 40 amp. So for whatever reason, I blew both the 25. So it was a 30 amp, but there's two 25 amp fuses in it blew both of them the first time I pulled the blanket off my solar panels pop and so that was last weekend ever since last weekend I've just been thinking about what I did wrong and lo and behold I could not find a single thing that was incorrect with my setup and when I went to reinstall I actually tested it on the old charger uh, controller and it was working so I decided to swap out to the new uh, controller and lo and behold man it's working and so I wanted to do an episode today on how to install solar and how to do the best you can at a Sabbath um, so here we go the solar system starts it's got four components it's got a battery bank kind of drawing this out as I go bat and I have three um, 150 amp hour AGM sealed batteries and you hook these up in parallel which means the voltage stays the same so it's negative to negative negative to negative and if you would hook them up in um, if you would hook them up another way what is it dang it I cannot concentrate I'm sorry the uh, the dryer has been restarted unfortunately um, I'm gonna see I'm gonna listen to this back real quick and see if it's a if it's too loud <laughs> it's driving me crazy so hang tight you know what it's not so bad uh, re-listened to about five seconds of it and I recall there's a a uh, way to reduce the noise so I'm gonna try that go go back through this podcast and do a noise reduction 
So we'll see if that helps at all. But, um, yeah, to me it's more important to get uh, this podcast down and out than uh, to worry about the sound of the dryer. So (laughs) apologies. But back to the battery. So I'm refocusing. We have the battery hooked up. It's in parallel. And then from the battery, we go directly to the inverter both positive and negative and you want to hook the positive to one side of the battery bank and the negative to the other side of the battery bank not the same battery that way you get charge flowing throughout the entire battery so let's start with the inverter that's the AC current so if you're trying to hook up uh, lights you can run lights on DC but like charge a laptop um, you know, the regular power, 120 volt, 15 amp, uh, is AC power. So that goes to the inverter. Um, I also got an inverter charger, so I can also hook up basically a uh, just a power cord to the inverter and plug it in, and it will charge my batteries uh, just from shore power. Um, so that's a cool factor. Uh, the other thing that's hooked up to the batteries is the controller. This is what was giving me the issue. It's hooked up to the exact same terminal as the inverter. And I'm drawing it out here. So the controller is basically I just um, drilled it out and mounted it directly to the side of my truck bed. Uh, the batteries are all mounted by aluminum. I um, bent some aluminum and then directly mounted it to my truck uh, with three three quarter inch gap in between each battery for heat uh, distribution and my inverter I mounted on the roof of my my camper shell Um, so that's the three main components and I'm thinking there's one more and yes it is the solar panels So the solar panels connect directly to the solar controller and it's just a positive and negative and that's it. So it's really not a complicated system. It just became complicated uh, the first time something went wrong. And I remember, you know, everything is fine until something goes terribly wrong and then uh, the flood of, of negative thoughts start to overwhelm and you have to you have to dig deep to control that so the solar setup it took about three weeks to get to where I am now and uh, I just strung up some some LED uh, like strip light and this is the same light that we had strung on our on our tower crane and we add an extra, an extra roll of uh, of LED lighting, so that ended up in the, up in the truck camper. And I'm gonna try to post a photo of it to uh, to the kind of album page of this of this episode. So hopefully, uh, you guys can enjoy um, just the camper setup. And um, I also just recently got my handheld microphone recorder so I'm really excited to give that an attempt and 
Um, I've just been finally relaxing here. After a long day, I, I vacuumed uh, the, <laughs> the entire house, the basement, upstairs, downstairs, uh, outside, inside. And I got, a, I got a little bit of peppermint tea here. And I stole this out of my, my hunting, um, my hunting bag, and so I'm I'm pretty excited to actually try, try this peppermint out, and, and just see how, how relaxing I can get. Um, we're gonna get, closely here into the sauna, and, hopefully the uh, the dryer noise can can chill out when we get back but um i wanted to to go a little bit deeper into the solar setup um some things that i had not considered at the beginning was the weight of the system uh i have 350 amp hour batteries and these batteries alone uh weigh um a little bit over 300 pounds total so it's a lot of weight to put into the back of my truck and I distributed it the best I could looking back I probably would have put it on the front uh, of my back wheel well uh, not on the back of my back wheel well uh, to put that weight more centered in the truck and I did put it on the side opposite of the gas tank and opposite of me, the driver, and opposite of the solar panel up top, which weighs maybe 50 pounds. Um, and so when I redistribute my loading, I'm gonna load a lot of weight onto that driver's side to begin to weigh that out. And I've noticed um, my, my rear leaf springs are pretty much horizontal. Uh, you know, I got a, maybe a couple inches before I'm hitting the bump stops on the rear axle. So um, I'm starting to look at Adelief's um, just to get a little bit extra spring in the back, uh, kind of back to where I was with the car, with, with the original uh, suspension. Was, I think I measured it right around like 34 inches from, from uh, floor, you know, from road to the inside of the of the fender flare so um, I think I'm down to like 30 32 now so uh, with the weight of the camper the weight of the batteries solar panel etc uh, it's pretty weighted down and then I'm gonna load pretty good amount of gear in the back uh, just for camping hunting uh, you know etc so I'm thinking a suspension upgrade uh, maybe a necessity before I leave on the on the trip, but um, hopefully not. I got a little bit of tea, so pardon pardon me uh, taking a sip or two. Oh man, it's still way too hot. I'm gonna mix in a little water. But luckily, I do have. Got the Nalgene full, and uh, so really, that's that's the basics of solar. And I think the one thing that stopped me from going to a lithium battery was the cost uh, for a hundred amp hour battery. Um, they're like six hundred and fifty dollars a piece, 
and I was able to get a used battery. Uh, it was from this guy. He has a recycled solar shop, and man, this guy is not a friendly guy. He basically just wants to take your money and run. So um, if anybody's looking to put a solar system together, uh, reach out to me, and I, I'd be willing and able. I, I would love to help you guys out. Uh, once I got it running and ready and just lit up, like my my heart, my entire being just was lit up by the power that was added. So uh, I want to let you in on the next episode. I didn't get to the study ahead of time, but I've started it, and it's power. Um, there's seven or eight words, different Greek words in the Bible that are all uh, translated power in English, and they all mean different things. There's dunamis, exousia, iscus. There's uh, all these different Greek words, and they're all translated the same power in English. And the solar has really gotten me really gotten me thinking about these different these different kinds of power and uh, the battery is potential and the uh, the light is is it in evidence so that's two different types of power right there um, dunamis is, is like dynamite and uh, it's all potential it's it's like the battery and exousia is it in action. It's exercised power. It's the light being turned on. So uh, you you can you can relate these two things back to the gift of Holy Spirit and spiritual matters in principle. Um, there's a difference between them being potential, which once you're born again, you have the gift and its potential. And then the difference is exousia when you begin to act and let the light shine. It's a completely different power. So well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna think on this a little bit more as I uh, am in the the sauna and get some more ideas down on power and then come back and um i'm glad this solar episode has has developed into into the power so um i'll come back with with a little bit more information i have my i have all the material i need to to kind of gain a little bit more understanding quickly on this so i'm going to make a few notes and uh i'll hit you back with the with all the different words for power and what they mean. So stay tuned. I love you guys. Okay, we're back. I re-listened to uh, that first segment and for the solar, I have a few items to add and I forgot about the fuses. Very important part. Also grounding is a very important part. You need to ground your controller, you need to ground your inverter, and you need to ground your batteries. 
There's a grounding terminal on the inverter. There's a grounding terminal on the controller. And you ground your batteries to the negative terminal. As far as the fuses, there's a 250 amp fuse. This is on the positive sides. Grounding's more negative. On the positive end from the battery to the um, inverter, there's a 250 amp fuse. So you don't get a huge surge and blow your inverter. There's a 20 amp fuse in between your solar panel positive and your controller positive. This is what I had in play and for some reason it didn't blow my fuse, it blew my controller. And then there's a 50 amp fuse switch between your battery positive and your controller. This is what moves back and forth. Your battery powers the controller and your controller charges the battery. So very important. The last thing I wanted to mention on solar was I was about to tell you the cost and I bet you guys were uh, <laughs> wanting to hear that because this, this is what I didn't know to begin with. So the first time I went to Recycled Solar, I got three batteries at a buck forty a piece, 450 amp hours for uh, $420. Pretty good. Comparative to the 100 amp hour, $650 lithium battery. Um, and then there was about $200 worth of extra um, wiring, fuses, um, etc. Oh yes, and the solar panel itself. I got a 300 watt panel. Um, I can't recall if it was mono or poly. I think it was mono. And the guy convinced me <laughs> it was just fine. And a mono would basically be able to get power. I was like, isn't isn't a poly more efficient? And he's like, no. Mono is gonna be better. It's going to let uh, let you power even when it's cloudy out. It just needs ambient light. So I believed him, and lo and behold, today it's pretty cloudy out, and I had about three amps coming in uh, to the charger. So <laughs> maybe he was right. So that first time I went to the uh, the recycled solar guy, I spent about 600 650 and the second time I spent about 180 and this was on... 1 aught and 2 aught and 4 aught wire. Very expensive copper wire. Um, that fused switch. A uh, couple other items. And then finally the controller was $180 with the uh, screen. And then the inverter. Initially I was going to go cheap and just get a 2000 watt inverter. And the guy was like, "No, you you gotta you really want an inverter charger," which I'm glad he convinced me to. But it was $500 for the inverter charger. I can give you all the specs on these, but all in all, it's about 1,500 bucks for the package. So, and this is more. This is the same setup that you would run in a camper, uh, a full-time living van. So. I told him I'd be living out of this thing, and he took it seriously. <laughs> so um, I can run basically a portable refrigerator full-time. 
um, lighting whenever I want, charge my computer, uh, phone, speakers, you know, basically I'll never be in need of power <laughs> is, is how I see it. Unless, God forbid, we have multiple dark days, then I'm going to, uh, you know, pull up to a power and plug in or, or, uh, buy a little generator if I'm completely off grid. Don't plan on doing that anytime soon. All right, so we're into the power words, and I found this, I found these six of them, and I believe there's a seventh, but I couldn't find the seventh, but I recall learning about these words, and the seventh is the most important, and Dr. E.W. Bullinger, he uh, wrote this companion Bible, it's an entire Bible, um, and every verse has, you know, notes and references back to other verses, uh, basic explanations of what the verse means, relations to Christ, the central figure. So it's, a, it's an awesome Bible. I would definitely recommend uh, getting the Companion Bible. And I recall my teacher telling me that, that E.W. Bullinger did not see the seventh word for for power and nothing against that man great teacher man of god uh, but there is a seventh and i believe i'm missing it here too but um perhaps on the next episode i'll, I'll hit you with the seventh um but i got six of them here and i was pretty close on the dunamis and exousia except there's a third inner gamata, and that is the actual light switching on. Dunamis is potential, it's the battery. Exousia is exercised, it's the switch. So when I go ahead and turn that inverter on, there's a little power button on it. You hold it for one second, beep, and then about two seconds later, the lights just glow, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. So that's that inner gamata, power in manifestation, and that's the light. There's the fourth one, iscus, and this is defined as prevailing ability to perform because of inherent genetic makeup. I'm going to go into this word because I haven't yet, um, I got a exhaustive Strong's concordance where you can look up Greek words and find every verse in the Bible that um, that shows this word. So that's one I'm going to look up and possibly kratos as well because this is another word translated power and its definition is great physical strength and you can refer to it as like a titan. Number six we have RK and that's power invested in a ruler like a governor. So I thought I think it's really interesting to go back to the Greek and Hebrew. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew. Uh, the Greek is um, the New Testament. It's its first language it was written down in. And um, there's the there's the Greek translation of the Old Testament Hebrew. 
uh, that's also, you know, if you want the whole Bible in Greek, you look at that for the Old Testament. I forget what it's called, but it's the Greek translation of the Old Testament Hebrew. So that gets you closer to the truth. As you go, as you step back in time, the different languages, every time it's translated into a new language, you miss a little bit of the truth. So that's why I go to the King James Version of 1611. Um, it gives you what words they added. Uh, they're in italics. So um, there are some words they just added, and sometimes the word speaks clearer. The truth comes out uh, clearer when that word is not there. So there's sometimes you have to rightly divide the word clearer um, and having that um, italics is a huge benefit and you do get the old English type um, verbiage but if you can get through that which it just takes a little bit of time practice to be able to understand that old, old English if you get through that you get a lot closer version to the truth and also in the old uh, biblical scripture writing it down everything was every letter was capitalized so when you look at the the capitalization in the bible whether he is capitalized or lowercase um, it can denote god or man or christ but you have to look at the context and not the capitalization and it's the same with the holy spirit there's a separation deep between God and his gift, Holy Spirit, lowercase h and s, God, capital H and s, Holy Spirit. Both are translated from the Greek word pneuma hagion, holy and spirit. God is spirit and he is holy. The gift that he gave on the day of Pentecost was lowercase h, lowercase s, Holy Spirit, and that's what resides within when you get born again. And there's nine manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Speaking in tongues, interpretation, prophecy, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, believing, gifts of healings, and workings of miracles. So, as you get born again and manifest, these all begin to build upon one another. You start with speaking in tongues, interpretation, prophecy. Then maybe you get a word of knowledge. And that's God speaking to your spiritual five senses. You'll either see, feel, taste, touch, or hear something that your, your spiritual five senses uh, take in. Your physical five senses would not be able to. So if you're ever looking <laughs> silently, you have to be very quiet. But there's, uh, there's these examples all in the Word of God uh, declaring these how, how to receive word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. I think believing is a really interesting one because it kind of stands apart and uh, believing is something we do every day and it's also a manifestation of Holy Spirit. It's, it's just interesting.
So there's this seventh power word. I'm, 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 I'm thinking I recall what it is as I relate back to my creed, and I believe it's dominion. And I'm going to dig into that next next episode. I, I wanted to wrap this one up. We got uh, just a few minutes left with uh, the training recap. And I, the last episode I brought you was on Wednesday. And I think that was after a pretty good rain and after getting my speeding ticket. So Thursday was the latest day. I stayed till I think 6.45 on the job, got home like 7.15, and I took off running at 7.30, and it was dark. And I came back home around 8.30 because I ended up stopping. I saw this guy in a beater car as I, as I run by the parking lot, and I told myself, man, I'm going to stop and just see how this guy's doing if he's still there when I when I come back around. So I see him. He's trying to get his car to start. And he is not starting. So I come back around. I kind of just, you know, talk to him, see what he's up to. He says he's not too far away from his from his work and I asked him where he where he lived. And he said he's living out of his car. So my heart just went out to him. I stuck around for about probably five, ten minutes, uh, just chatting, seeing what he was trying to do to fix his car. And I, I was trying to build him up. Told him, man, you're pretty knowledgeable. <laughs> you know, you do you work with cars? He's like, no, I've just been had a lot of beaters and uh, trying to get him to work. And every other word out of his mouth was a cuss word. And some people are like that, and I didn't didn't uh, hold, you know. I just just tried to love him, and uh, you know, as I ran home, I was like, man, maybe I should have invited this guy back to my house, but I'm not quite there yet. Um, but I told him on my way out, you know, he said, he said, have a good night, man. Have a good run. And I told him, I, I will, man, you too, I'll, I'll be praying for you. And he was about to say something, and then he didn't, because I don't know if anybody had ever told him that before. So, I mean, it was quite cool uh, just, to, just to see the reflection on him of light. And all, all I can say is there's no light beyond my reflection from the sun. So that was Thursday. And then Friday was the day, you know, about 40 to 50 people were supposed to be moving in around uh, 6 o'clock in the morning. And we pushed them to 12 o'clock because we were like, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to get TCO. And uh, lo and behold, it, it, it wasn't noon, but uh, we got it at about 4.30 in the afternoon. And we had a line of people show up ready to move in uh, once we once we, we did it. And, man, the feeling, uh, it was quite, quite awesome. And, um, you know, immediately people went and got, you know, some drinks. And, and uh, I, I was thinking about 
um, Calvin knew I was I was being sober, and so he went and got a, a white claw, and then he brought it back, and then he asked me, "Hey, are you still not drinking?" And it was in front of the owner of the building. I was like, "Yeah, yeah," and he asked me how long it, it had it how long it had been, and I told him. Uh, six and a half weeks now, and, and the owner was like, "Oh well, you got to do something to celebrate. Go, you know, go get have some cake or something." And I was like, "I'm definitely having some cake tonight." And uh, I didn't have cake, but I went ahead and bought a pint of ice cream, and I decided the way I would celebrate. So I had run five miles every day, the same loop, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So I had gotten 30, no, I had gotten 25 miles in, and today was Saturday, was day, Friday, sorry, was day six. And I decided to cap it off with a true celebration, a 10-mile run at Waterton Canyon, my favorite spot. And, uh... It was a true celebration of, of, of what I had done with Christ in me through that week. I never gave up, and at the end, it was just, it was everything I could do to do that 10 miles, and I did it. Saturday rolled around. Went to a housewarming party, my buddy Zito, dirt biking buddy, and uh, got to, again, stay true. And then went to my brother's birthday party, and uh, it's funny when you're looking for non-alcoholic drinks at an event <laughs> where there isn't any, and uh, overall... I, I realized within myself that a couple of weeks ago or perhaps last time I was doing my sober adventure, I wouldn't have been able to do it. But this time I am. And it's little by little you gain the ability to do what you need to do. It doesn't come all at once. I just never gave up. I realized last year this time I was sober and then I gave up around summertime because it was nice and warm out. All I wanted to do was sit on my deck and have a beer. And uh, that time has come already and I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to ring the bell. So do your thing. What is your creed? Begin to live by it the best you can. I love you guys. We'll talk Wednesday.